You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A. Welcome everybody to the ACL pod featuring the one and only Cap and Wags. I'm ACL. He is Wags. Lots to get into today. College football Big Ten is back this weekend. NFL Week 7 is here. Crazy to think that we're already at Week 7. The website, guys, is the real MrACL.com. Articles, podcasts, free plays, packages, everything all in one place on the site. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on the pod. Leave a nice message or Twitter handle. We're going to pick a person who does that at the end of the month and give them 100 bucks in site credit. So be sure to do that. Spread the word about the pod. We certainly do appreciate it. The numbers continue to grow and grow and grow, and that is thanks to you, the listeners. So we certainly do appreciate that. Wags, interesting weekend of college football, I'll say. We'll start with college here. Alabama dominates Georgia. Uh, they put up points like I thought they would, but I mean, those halftime adjustments, I'll say, from Nick Saban, you could really see, I think he made all the difference in the world. You could argue if he wasn't there, would that have happened? Uh, luckily, he was there on the sidelines, but Alabama really submitting themselves. Alabama, Clemson, 1-2, 1-A, 1-B, whatever you want to call it, but they look pretty darn good against Georgia. They looked real good. The um, you know first half w- was pretty even. Um, you know Georgia comes was came out on top. Uh, you know I think they went into halftime up twenty four twenty. Again, they ended with this with twenty four. So obviously those halftime adjustments were big. I also think that Alabama came and, and kind of slapped them right in the mouth uh, immediately. Um, and, and you saw some, um, I would say. Hesitation, I guess, from from uh, Georgia's quarterback. That's uh, a nice word. Yeah, Stetson Bennett. I mean, he looked pretty rattled, man. Yeah, he he was for sure rattled um, in the second half, and I, I think that um, you know was kind of clear. And, and Alabama just kept the the pedal to the metal, so to speak. So um, you know they they got those playmakers, those receivers on the outside. Uh, you saw those uh, speedsters and, and Waddle, mm-hmm. and, and he you know flying down the field and. Nobody could really keep up with him. It was kind of, uh, you know, the guy fell down and, uh, you know, you could argue, was he pushed? Uh, you know, it, it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't hard enough. Um, I think, you know, that speed on the outside was just too much to handle. I will say this. I'm excited to see um, as Stetson Bennett grows and, and progresses over the rest of the season. Um, I do think that there will be a rematch. Um, I do think Alabama, Georgia in the SEC championship. Um, and I think it's a much different game. I think, you know, you know, again, we'll, we'll see how, how the next few weeks go the next, uh, you know, until December. Um, but, but I could see Georgia, you know, making it a much tight, tighter game and I could see them winning. Um, so again, We'll see how that goes. It was a great game, you know, the first half, and then you saw Alabama just explode in in the second half. Yeah, I mean, Alabama puts up 41 points against arguably the top defense in the country despite getting run up by – besides getting 41 points scored against them. I mean, they put up 588 yards of total offense. Frankly, could have been a lot more. I think they kind of took their foot off the pedal in the fourth there. Stetson Bennett, first road start, 18 for 40, two touchdowns with three picks. 
but man, I mean, this Alabama offense wags, it's something else. Mac Jones, 24 for 32, 417 yards, four touchdowns. In terms of Heisman odds, Mac Jones now the second favorite in terms of Heisman odds, right behind Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence, minus 167. Jones, plus 350. Justin Fields, a man who has not played a game yet, third favorite for the Heisman at 6-1. to one. I'm glad you brought up the SEC title game and all that. Georgia, 3-1 to one to win the SEC. They're 12-1 to one to win the national title. Now, this is something that you and I have talked about. In terms of just national title futures, the odds have clearly dropped on Georgia now. But, look, they're going to have their opportunity. Assuming they get to the SEC title game, I don't think they're going to be as high as as 3-1 to one to win it. So if you think that they're going to get there and play Bama, take that 3-1 to one now. If you think they have a shot to win that game, perhaps Stetson Bennett gets more games under his belt. He feels more comfortable in a neutral site. 12-1, to one, if they win that game against Bama, they're probably going to get into the playoff, you would think. Uh, so 12-1, to one, not the worst time to kind of buy low on Georgia there, perhaps. Yeah, not, not, not bad at all. And, I mean, if you want to play devil's advocate on the game and say, look, Georgia was right there even though they lost by 17. They were winning at halftime. Uh, look, they are yeah. winning at halftime. Um, they put up, you know, f- over 400 yards of offense on Alabama. Now, uh, you know, Alabama definitely having a down year on defense. But, you know, they threw for 270. They ran for 145 yards. So, um, you know, if Georgia's defense uh, kind of fixes a, a few things and, and contains some of these receivers on the outside, um, you know, arguably they can they can win this game. So um, three to one to win the SEC, really not bad. And, um, you know, I, I would – go as far as to say if you, if you think that is going to be the case you may as well take the 12 to 1 to win the national title yeah, yeah. and then you can hedge um and, and probably get maybe even better uh especially if you think they're going to win that first game versus whoever they play so uh 12 to 1 odds really not bad not the worst bet agree with that i mean georgia's schedule they have home games against vanderbilt mississippi state and florida maybe florida we'll see uh, away games at South Carolina, at Missouri, at Kentucky, maybe. Um, yeah, Florida so game really probably not that tough. Uh, I think that game's in Jacksonville every year. I, I don't know how they're doing it this right. year, but yeah, I mean, um, you can call it a home game or. or no, I mean, I was talking more about the whole COVID situation with, with oh, the Gators, right? right. right? Yep, I mean, yep. who, who, that's completely up in the air as of taping right now. So, true. Maybe the game gets played, maybe it doesn't. Georgia would probably just assume the game not gets played, and then they get to the SEC title game against Bama, and they they shoot their shot there, right? So, oh, absolutely. Now look, twelve know, to one. Really there's worse numbers on the board. Oh, definitely. There's you could take Illinois five hundred to one. Oh yeah. Now, speaking of Illinois, big Big Ten action coming back. How about how about that segue there, huh? How about oh yeah, that love it. Big Ten returns. Ohio State guys, the minus four hundred favorite. To win the conference, Penn State second on the board, plus 550, Wisconsin 6-1. I'll be interested, Wags, to kind of see how these teams look, right? We Will we see a bunch of overs with a lack of tackling, similar to, I think, what we saw with the NFL week one, week two, week three? Tackling was what took the biggest hit with really no uh, practices, no preseason, right? So a ton of Big Ten games. Uh, the Mountain West returns as well. The Pac-12 is going to be back in a couple weeks there. I mentioned Justin Fields on the Heisman. 6-1, <laughs> to one, the guy hasn't even played a game. You have Trevor Lawrence who played like five or six games at, at, at this point. Mac Jones is out there putting up 500, yard, 500 yards against Georgia, and he has somewhat similar odds to, to, uh, to, to uh, Justin Fields. So for me, look, it's Ohio State or pass here. I think Minnesota at 28-1 might have a little bit of value in terms of the Big Ten. Um 
if they can get by uh, Michigan this week, those odds will will will, uh, will certainly adjust. But for me, how about Northwestern at three hundred and fifty to one? Not taking Northwestern, not taking <laughs> Maryland, not taking Illinois, Indiana one hundred and fifty to one. I mean, they do play Penn State. I that's a decent spot for them Look, this they, weekend. They played they're them tight last year. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think they're Indiana is going to be an interesting team. They they always they always seem to have weapons. They always seem to you know maybe not against Ohio State and, and Wisconsin, but they always seem to score like. 45 plus a game uh, yeah. late, lately. Um, so, you know, I think they, they have weapons back. They have, a, you know, great receiving core, pretty solid running back and quarterback. So, um, you know, if, if who knows, you know, at 150 to one Indiana, um, you know, I, I think they, who, yeah, who's to say, right? Who's to say, let's, let's see what happens in this game, this week one game against Penn state. Um, Cause they're, they're both in the East. Yeah, Indiana currently getting, I'll call it six and a half. You could, there's some juicy sevens, there's some low sixes, but it's currently six and a half. Um, so all, there's seven games this weekend. The highest one on the board, Ohio State minus 26 against Nebraska. Man, how the mighty have fallen. Nebraska getting 26 points against Ohio State, and we have seen money come in on Ohio State. It's not and like there people was are so running much the talk about getting Scott Frost, yeah, mm, having mm, that mm. year at UCF, and how great they were going to be, and Wow. How the mighty have fallen. How the mighty have fallen. Ohio State currently 3-1 to one to win the national championship. So, again, you, with the national title odds, it's all about figuring out who's going to get into that final four, right? It might look great to take a Minnesota at 100-1 to one to win the national title, but if they're one of the conferences that gets left out of the playoff, there's no value in that number at all. So, um, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later with, uh, with the Big 12. But, uh, yeah, Ohio State third on the board. Three to one to win the national championship. So great to have Big Ten football back. Wags, I wanted to talk about the Florida State Seminoles, a game that uh, was pretty interesting. I'll say this weekend against North Carolina, primetime game. Seminoles getting close to two touchdowns against the number five team in the country, probably a little overranked, quite frankly. But uh, North Carolina comes in minus thirteen and a half, minus fourteen at Florida State. Florida State hasn't done anything all year, and they come out and just absolutely go gangbusters on the Seminoles on this uh on this uh North Carolina team excuse me and they almost blow the game right if not for North Carolina basically forgetting how to catch the ball in the final drive they probably blow this game but I mean Florida State they gash North Carolina on the ground FSU had two separate guys rush for 100 yards each LaDamian Webb Jordan Travis their quarterback and despite scoring a grand total of zero points in the second half they had such a commanding lead that they still won the game. Really good, good win for the Florida State program there. Yeah, really good win. Um, you know, for me, it was frustrating. This was one of my uh, few losses um, last weekend. I had the over in this game. Uh, UNC went for 560 yards, FSU 450, over 1,000 yards in this game, and they only put up 50, 59 points. Um, so that was a little frustrating on my end. I did watch the entire game. Uh FSU definitely looked impressive. They came out to play. They were hitting hard. Um, they really put, uh, you know, a lot of pressure on Sam Howell in the game, who actually did a really good job and impressed me of es- escaping some of it with his feet. You know, I-, I know he has a big arm. I didn't realize that he was so, um, you know, I guess his-, his maneuverability in the pocket was was pretty impressive to me. Um, but, yeah, they, they just – 
at the end of the game, you know, some of their their receivers just couldn't catch the ball. I think there was like three drops in three a row. Three drops out of the last four plays. Yeah, yeah. I, it was very yeah. frustrating, um, you know, but it was, again, a story of two halves. Florida State goes up 31-7 at half. Um, in the second half, they uh, get outscored 21-0. I mean, Florida State did not score one point in the second half. Uh, again, frustrating for that over I had, but, um, you know, it's got to be momentum for North Carolina to say, look, you know, it was deflating. It's, it was terrible. Uh, but Mac Brown's got to be preaching, look, we lost that first half. It was going to be tough, an uphill battle. We, we did our best. We came out and beat them 21 nothing in the second half. Let's put it out of our, our sight and move on. And for Florida State, they have to take advantage of and, and not look at it that way. They have to say, we just beat the number five team in the country, um, which I think they're going to be uh, – they will do – and now it's a question of can they keep momentum, um, you know, after a very rough start? Um, look, they're, they're two and three. They lost to Georgia Tech. They got smoked by Miami. Lost to Notre Dame in a respectable game last week. So uh, maybe the, the tides are, tur- are turning for them. Um, you know, can they go to Louisville, win, a, win an important road game here, and, and kind of uh, get their – get back on track. I, I was pretty impressed with their quarterback, um, Jordan Travis. He was very, you know, not, not really throwing the ball, but you know, more, more with his feet. Um, he brings that extra, um, you know, dynamic in, in the game where now defense defenses have to not only watch for the pass, but, but, uh, keep a spy on him. So, um, yeah, it'll be, let's see what uh, Florida state can do moving forward. Um, you know, they're, they're again, at Louisville this week, then they got Pittsburgh, NC State. I mean, those next two games are, are, are going to be tough because going on the road to Louisville, uh, noon game, um, and then coming home for Pittsburgh, who has a really, really good defense. Um, you know, if they, if they can squeak out two wins there, uh, you know, they should be ball bound. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Travis only completed eight passes in the game against North Carolina. But as you said, it was it was all about his legs basically yeah, his over legs, 100 yards rushing yeah, and that's exactly. a whole different dynamic that teams haven't had to deal with with blackman back there as opposed to having jordan travis back there so correct um i always talk about you know situational spots situational handicapping you brought up some of the points with the louisville game florida state at louisville this saturday the line's currently around five and a half six uh in favor of louisville this is such an interesting game to me because it's a noon start on a saturday FSU just kind of played their Super Bowl, right? They beat the number five team. You could see the energy. Fans were in the stadium. It was. It looked full. Uh, ma- quite ma- on- maskless fans. But, yeah, uh, quite honestly, <laughs> it, it was very strange. But it is what it is. So they have that. They basically had a full home game. They beat the number five team. Now what do they do? They go on the road in a noon kind of a sleepy start against Louisville, who apparently is not going to have a full stadium whatsoever. Uh, are we going to see the FSU team with that energy that we saw last Saturday night against a Louisville team who just played Notre Dame? I was on them plus 17 against Notre Dame. Really nice spot there for Louisville to get that cover. They only lost by five. Now they come back home, right, against kind of a game that you could say that they got up for as well, Notre Dame, national TV, all that stuff, uh, against a, a Seminoles team that clearly isn't as good isn't as hyped as Notre Dame so how does Louisville react to coming off that high versus Notre Dame a game they quite frankly I don't want to say should have but easily could have won uh and now they have to play Florida State noon game so interesting dynamic from from both teams there I'll be really curious to kind of see how both teams react there um if you're FSU you, you hope 
that they can basically forget what happened in the second half and essentially replicate the first half of last game. Um, but we certainly have not seen that from the Seminoles team as of the last, I'll say, couple of years. So just a couple of factors to look in there, guys. Wags NFL. Man, let's start with Dan Quinn and the Atlanta Falcons. We talked about Dan Quinn ad nauseum on this podcast, tweeting about him, how he should have been probably fired three years ago. I was exciting not to even hear his name. <laughs> you're you're going to get to hear his name because I know you bet – you well, not on Dan Quinn. You bet basically on the anti-Dan Quinn with That's the Falcons right. plus four this past weekend. Bent. The whole new coach there, Atlanta goes into Minnesota plus four. They went outright. Uh, really kind of energy, energy, energy was the was the, the name of the game there from the Atlanta Falcons there. Yeah, they looked really good. Um, you know, even defensively, they came out with a hot start, uh, a couple interceptions right away. Um, I think maybe even three. Um, Cousins was struggling, and um, you know the Falcons came out uh, on the road and, and 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 took it. They sure did, man. I mean, look, you hear a lot of times where a coach gets fired, and we saw it with the Houston Texans, right? The first game back, that team often just brings it. They have energy. They kind of feel like they're playing for a new guy. It's a new type of feel in the locker room and practice all week. And we saw that with the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I'll be really curious to see. I mean, look, the Atlanta Falcons are are one in five. I think that they realistically know they're not going to make the playoffs. Now, could they run the table and make it? Absolutely. Because again, there's seven teams per conference that make it this year. Uh, they are currently minus two at home against the Detroit Lions. The Lions on back-to-back road games, they just beat the Jags as minus three-point favorites. Now they have to go to Atlanta. Atlanta looked really, really good on paper, on talent-wise. Preseason, this line would have been certainly above three. So just from that perspective, you are getting some value there. Um, I want to see Julio. I want to see the cow, the uh, potential injuries there as well. But just from an energy standpoint, which is what I look for with this team, because on paper they have the talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Will they bring it this week against Matt Patricia and the Lions? So. Yeah, it'll be good to see. Let's see how Julio does after an unbelievable performance coming off his injury. Mm. Eight catches, I think almost 140 yards and two touchdowns. So, um, you know, I think Matt Ryan had one of his best games, passing for over 370, yeah, 371, four touchdowns. Um, So let's see how they uh, kind of bounce back here after that big win, big emotional win, um, you know, on the road against Minnesota. Now they come back home. Let's see how they react against Detroit. Worst beat of the weekend. Not for us, but just generally speaking. Texans backers at plus four or Ravens backers either at minus seven or if you tease them down to minus two and a half. Which was worse? Whew. I'm going to have to go with the Ravens because I had them in a teaser. And <laughs> Me too. That, just to- that, that, that toasted my free play last week. Speaking of uh, free plays, we'll have some on the end of this pod, but – um, yeah, I think uh, the listeners here can um, will probably have to agree with that one, right? That was a, a tough beat. I mean, we're killing them the entire game. I mean, they're they have six points through three quarters. The the scoreless at halftime, the Eagles, um, it's twenty four to six at the end of the third, and then they they they, they outscore us twenty two six in the fourth. I mean, that is awful. That was tough. Very strange game, right? So I had the Ravens minus two and a half in the teaser. It was my only loss in the uh, in the early games there. I know a ton of people that had the Texans um, plus the points, right? So you're toward the end of the game. Basically, every single thing, like you had to hit basically an 18 parlay 
to even be in a situation to where the Titans could cover the minus four, right? The Texans had to miss the the two, the two point conversion. Uh, the Titans had to get the ball in overtime. Well, first of all, before overtime, they had to go down. They had to score. Then they had to get the two points to go to overtime. They had to win the coin toss in overtime. They had to get a touchdown in overtime as opposed to a field goal. <laughs> Just a million things happening there. Uh, so a, a truly bad beat there. If you had the Texans plus the points, I think you were certainly on the right side there. The Ravens game, I mean, I think it was 30-14 to 14 with four minutes left. Carson Wentz was throwing picks left and right. They got the ball back. Um, and then it's weird. It's like gambler's math, right? After they score the touchdown and make it 30-28, to 28, if you have the Ravens in a teaser, you're hoping the only way you could win is if the Eagles get the two-point conversion yep. to get it into overtime, and then the Ravens score a touchdown and win by six. Other than that, you're completely toast. It's, cra- so. it's crazy how, how, how you flipped from rooting from one side. <laughs> then, you, you know, then you're back to rooting for the Eagles now to make the two-point conversion. Uh, but speaking of two-point conversions and the other game, then the Houston-Tennessee game, um, or, or no, sorry, not the two point conversion. It was the uh, the last touchdown. Now they have Derrick Henry in the Wildcat. Okay, on third down. On third down. Yep. What are the chances of him throwing that ball? I would say very low. Oh my gosh! I mean uh, zero. Yeah, I mean the answer is zero. There's no chance that on third down they're going to trust a running back to throw the ball in this situation. Now they had. Uh, Houston had like five men in the box. Mm-hmm. Like they had four linemen and and a and one single. It was ridiculous. I mean, don't they see that? And why not use their timeout? Third down, end of the game. They score. They win. It's over. Use your timeout. I mean, it, it was just it was awful to watch. I, I, I you know look. I feel bad for those Houston backers. Um, that was tough. It was a tough beat. Was a tough beat. The Houston defense certainly something left to be desired. I had a free play on the site uh, at the over fifty two in that game, which um, which was good. A lot of that just has to do with those two teams' defenses, and we'll talk about the Titans' defense a little bit later on in the show. As far as Romeo Cornell up seven, going for two, a lot of back and forth on Twitter. A hundred percent the right decision. You your defense is struggling. You go for two. You win the game. If you get the two, the game is literally over you're up nine so the game's over as opposed to going for one tying it up eight and then uh, the titans can go get it over time you have two yards to win the game that's the right play to me it's situational right i think they made the right call i think if you have a top five defense you i think you kick it because then at the end of the day um coming down the field if they do score they have to go for two um, and you trust, you put your faith in the defense. So it uh, really depends there. Totally understand that. I mean, a lot of it is situational, right? If you have the 2,000 Ravens as your defense, maybe you go for one and make the, them go down the field plus get the two. But I think Cornell knew his defense was struggling. And if you have two yards with Deshaun Watson to win the game every single time. That, yep. I'm no, look, that. I, I so. agree. I think they made the right call. Um, but again, if I had a really good defense, yep. uh, um, which he doesn't, kick- which he doesn't. right, right, I'm kicking it possibly. So, yep, I agree. Um, futures updated odds. The we'll start with the NFC. The Green Bay Packers wags were the uh, along with Seattle the favorites in the NFC coming in the last week. Current numbers: Seattle was off a buy. Seattle's the favorite plus three hundred to win the NFC. Green Bay down to five to one. Tampa Bay up to five to one. New Orleans plus five fifty. 
agree, disagree with Seattle being the favorite. I guess just from a win-loss perspective, they're, it's probably the right number. Um, a lot of these teams are bundled up, man. I mean, you have the Rams at 10-1, to the Bears 13, the Cardinals 14, the Niners 14. So you have eight teams, really, eight teams that are 14-1 to or less to win the NFC. Yeah, I, I don't um, – I, I think the odds are, are right. Um, you know, I've, I would love to see a Seattle-Tampa game – um, you know, a strong, strong offense versus a really good defense, uh, as we saw them um, against the Packers last week, uh, with with a pretty solid offense as well. Um, you know, the Bucks are, I think, just getting better week by week. Um, plus five hundred, not a bad bet right there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I think you flip you flip it over, you look at the AFC, and I think that's where. Um, that's where you're going to find a lot of uh, the stronger teams. I mean, I'm not going to say value, uh, but uh, you look at the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Titans, the Ravens, the Bills. I mean, these are all teams that I would like to have in my pocket to, to win the Super Bowl um, o- over the NFC teams. Man, the New England Patriots going to the AFC. Set that They are seventh on the board, 17-1 to 1 to win the AFC. Can't remember the last time I've seen that. Um, Chiefs two to one, Ravens plus three twenty five. Not bad value there. Um, Pittsburgh and Tennessee both undefeated. Pittsburgh plus five fifty, Tennessee seven one. So if you think you have a read on that game this weekend, one of those teams is going to be in the driver's seat for the one seed. So maybe want to get in line there. The division winners, Wags, NFC East. I tweeted this out earlier today on Wednesday. Somebody has to win it, I guess. Dallas Cowboys, the Mike McCarthy-led Dallas Cowboys, plus 115 to win the division. Philly, plus 135. The Giants, 8-1. to one. The football team, 9-1. to one. I mean, I've seen people that are doing all these uh, you know, projections and whatnot. They're saying a team could win this division at five wins, maybe even four, <laughs> which would be wild. That's wild. I mean, wild. Look, you know, you know what? Uh, look, uh, I'm, I'm not on any of these teams. I mean, obviously, they're trying to give this – division away uh, right now i mean what team's getting better uh to me and i'm not taking this bet the giants you know again they, they beat washington so it's not a huge win um but i kind of i kind of think they're getting better um and, and at eight to one i mean uh, why not why not throw one game out? I mean, right. They got to play, they play the Eagles Dallas. They got to play Eagles twice and Washington again. So th- those are four games. If they, let's say they win three of those games. I mean, that that's four wins right there. Uh, then they also have Arizona and Cleveland, both at home mm. um, who, who, yeah, the, you know, you can make the argument that those are really good teams. Um, I can make the argument against those teams. So, uh, and then they play at Cincinnati. Yeah. I don't know. You know, if, the, if they start to click and, and they start believing and, and look, anything could happen in, in the NFL. If you subscribe to the notion that defense wins championships and or division titles, points allowed in the NFC East, the Giants, 152 points allowed, which is first. Washington, 162. Philly, 175. Dallas, Worst defense I've ever seen. 218. So, I mean, Dallas has allowed 218 points. The Giants have allowed 152 points. So, I I agree. I mean, I'm not touching Dallas at plus 115. On paper, they have the best team. I think they probably have the worst coach, and that's saying a lot in this division. Um, but at 8-1, to one, I mean, you probably just got to kind of shoot your shot there with the, with the Giants, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can, again, I mean, you can make the argument at, at with uh, Washington. Looking at their, their schedule – 
They play Dallas this week at home. It's like a pick them this week, yeah. Yeah, that's Plus pick them. Yeah. So, the, hey, they take that game. They go on a bye, and then they have the Giants at home. Again, that's a, a winnable game. Then they go to Detroit, winnable. Home versus Cincinnati, winnable. At Dallas, I mean, again, you're on the road. It's tough. Pitts, you know, they end. They have like three three games in a row, four games in a row that are probably going to be very difficult. But then they end against Carolina at home and at Philly. Um, if you if you think that team's getting better, or you 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 know, eight and nine to one, those, those are, you know, you, right now it's a who wants it? Who's going to take it? They're in it. The Washington Football Team getting a point. This weekend against Dallas, they were around plus three in the look ahead. Everybody saw what happened to Dallas on Monday Night Football. They're on a short week. They're traveling east. Washington football team, one and five there at home. They, of course, last week uh, lost to the Giants. But as we say, Wags, good teams win, great teams cover, right? That's right. Exactly right. That's right. Somebody had the Washington football team plus the points here. It wasn't me. It was you. That is correct. That so. is correct. Uh, look, the Washington football team has won me some uh, some money this year. I, I love, you know, I don't bet on them every week, but I bet on matchups. I love their defensive line. Um, this mm-hmm. could be another potential situation, um, as we saw um, Arizona get after Dallas on Monday night. Um, you know, Washington's got to be drooling right now. Um, so let's, amazing let's that see. right. I mean, if, if if they win this game, they're two and five. Dallas is two and five. We'll see what happens with the Eagles Giants game. But uh, the Washington football team could be in first place after Sunday. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Uh, a team I wanted to touch on the San Francisco 49ers. Um, in terms of just futures, fourteen to one to win the conference. They're down. They're the eighth team to win the conference. Um, just a, a, I'm, I often look back. Not often. I. Every week, look back at plays I made, plays I didn't make, why I made them, why I didn't make them. And one that I'm really kicking myself is the San Francisco 49ers were in a really, really good situational spot against the Rams on Sunday Night Football, right? They had just gotten blown out at home versus the Dolphins. The Rams were on their fourth road game in five weeks. The line had flipped. The Rams were plus three on the look ahead. It goes to minus three at kick. Uh, sharp money all, I'll say the last three days, came in on the Niners. Um, I want to pass in the game, but just a really good situational spot. I just wasn't convinced that Jimmy G was healthy. And you could see within the first, I'll say, five to ten minutes when he was getting pushed off from that high ankle sprain, he's fine. So he looked great. Um, And this is a team that, if healthy, and again, they haven't been healthy all year. They had those massive cluster injuries against the Dolphins especially. Some of their guys are back, especially their cornerbacks. Kittle's back. Jimmy G looks to be back. Um, This is a team that, again, they were in the Super Bowl earlier this year. So... We'll see how they look against the the, uh, the uh, New England Patriots. They have to go back east. Just crazy travel for for uh, for the Niners so far this year, going back to the East Coast. Um, but, again, this is a team that's, if healthy, if Jimmy G can push off the ankle and make throws that aren't sailing over his receivers like in the Dolphins game, watch out for the Niners here. Future odds, conference odds, Super Bowl odds, divisional odds. Yeah, uh, look, they're they're last right now in, in the NFC West. Which is wild. 10-1. Uh, Seattle minus two twenty five, Rams at four and a half to one, and Cardinals at six to one. Um, yeah, it, it, it's definitely wild, especially after the season that San Fran had last year. And and you know, this is a classic Super Bowl hangover uh, with the Niners. But like you said, um, watch out; they're getting a little better. If uh, you know that that this could be kind of a wake up call for them. Uh, that Dolphins game two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, where now things kind of 
take a little turn and, and see if San Fran can make a little run here. Indeed, indeed. Big game uh, against New England. Obviously, Belichick off a loss, off a home loss, off a bad home loss. San Francisco off the big primetime home win. Not the best situational spot for him, going all the way across. Now uh, they have to play New England. The line was plus five on the look ahead. San Francisco was plus five. Now San Francisco's down to plus two and a half on that look ahead. So a whole lot of factors there to keep in mind when you are looking at that game. Wags, the going back to college here, um, the biggest game on the board in terms of ranked teams, in terms of conference seating, conference places and all that, playoff potential iowa state versus oklahoma state huge game here in the big 12 number six undefeated three no oklahoma state hosting number 18 three and one iowa state oklahoma state currently minus three total 52 and a half this one opened up oklahoma state minus three and a half so we have seen some initial money coming on the dog here total open 53 and a half so some under money as well both these teams come in undefeated in conference the only other team undefeated in the conference is kansas state and the odds are interesting here to me. Oklahoma, who was two and two and one and two in conference, still the plus one fifty favorite to win this conference. Both Oklahoma State and Iowa State, who play here, are plus three fifty to win the conference. Here's why. You might say, well, how are they both plus three fifty if they play each other this weekend and Oklahoma State is minus three? Well, it's because Oklahoma State has to play Oklahoma still on November twenty first. They're probably gonna be a good sized dog there. Iowa State gets to avoid Oklahoma. Their remaining Big 12 schedule is Kansas, Baylor, Kansas State, Texas, and West Virginia. They certainly could sweep, go undefeated in conference there. So if you think they can win this game, uh, there is a tremendous amount of value on that plus 350 number just because of who they play afterwards. But again, they are three, three and a half point dogs here against Oklahoma State. Yep, and like they, uh, Iowa State has Kansas State, and then they go to Texas. Um, yep. These are and then home versus West Virginia. Those are the last three, uh, and and it's a tough um, end of the season for Iowa State. But um, I think it should be a great game, um, and definitely looking forward to it. So uh, we'll see. I mean. I, I agree on the value. I, I still can't kind of get out of my head why Oklahoma's plus 150. Um, but uh, that, that's why they're there. I guess, uh, you know, the winner of this game is going to be in the driver's seat for sure. I will say this in terms of national title numbers. I think the only chance the Big 12 has of getting a team into the playoff is Oklahoma State. I think if Iowa State somehow wins it, I think they're going to hold against them that loss to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Oklahoma already has too many losses. I think obviously if Oklahoma State runs the table, beating Oklahoma, beating Iowa State here, beating Kansas State, they will get in. So if you look at the national title odds right now, Iowa State's a hundred to one. Again, I don't think even if even if they run the table that they're going to get in. Uh, Oklahoma is a hundred to one. I don't think if they run the table they're going to get in. Oklahoma State is one hundred and twenty-five to one. If they run the table, I'm very confident that they are going to get in. So. I wouldn't touch either Iowa State or Oklahoma at the 101 number, but the 125 number, again, if you think Oklahoma State wins this game, certainly is going to pre- pre- present excuse me, some value there uh, because they really would only have to win five or six more games to even get into the playoff. And then at 125 to 1, you have a ton of value on that ticket there. You can hedge it, you can sell it, you can do whatever you want. But it's yeah. tough for me to envision the committee letting a – one loss, Iowa State, Big 12, who lost to Louisiana into the playoff there. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, to me, it's – it's look, I'm not touching it. I mean, even at 125-1 to 1, because even if they beat Iowa State, 
their next three games are Texas at Kansas State at Oklahoma. Um, tough. Very very tough schedule, and if, if they if they lose one of those games, um, their you know their hopes are gone in in my opinion. So um, to me, it's it's a save your money situation. But if you hey if you think they could win this week, you think they could beat Texas, they can beat um, you know Kansas State, and they can beat um, Oklahoma on the road. Uh, have at it. That's a great ticket to buy if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, I also don't love who Oklahoma State has played, right? They played Tulsa. They barely beat them. I know they had quarterback issues and all that. They beat West Virginia at home by 14. Not exactly greatest one in the world. And then they beat Kansas, who isn't even a real team. So, I mean, it's um, very likely that this conversation – not very likely, but it's likely this conversation next week is moot. Um, <laughs> there we go. Well, we'll see. We shall see. Should be a, a, an interesting game, though. I'd be curious to see kind of how Columbus State plays. As of taping Wednesday, Gundy's been sort of coy as far as who he's going to start at quarterback and all that, so something to monitor as well. Uh, the biggest game in the NFL, certainly Steelers-Titans-Wags. Um, do you want to feed a team chair? I Look, I'm going to talk about this game a little bit later on. It's part of my free play here. Mm. But Ryan Tannehill, just to kind of get to him, I mean – if every time I watch this guy play and he plays amazing, he's a top five quarterback in my opinion on on a good day, definitely top ten. Uh, it just reinforces how bad Adam Gase is, right? <laughs> I mean, the Dolphins had their guy; they they drafted him in the top ten. They knew they had the guy, and then as we can see, what's happened to Sam Donald? Gase just absolutely ruined this guy. It's it's. It's quite amazing, quite quite honestly. Yeah, so. I think I saw a meme. I wish I saved it. I wish I could pull it up right now. But it was basically Adam Gase, um, you know, looking in distress down at his clipboard. And it was um, on the side. It had all his stats of, of where his offense ranked in the last, like, five years or, or you know, with, with, with each team that he was with. And it was, I think, the highest ranked offense he had was, like, 26th. So, uh, you know, this guy's an offensive guru, and, and that's why he's he a QB gets, whisperer, yeah. no? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, not so much. Not so much. How's that worked out for you? So, I guess he's still the head coach, so it's well, probably worked so out pretty well. wanted to get your thoughts on this. So there's odds out there, next coach fired. So it's Gase minus, he's like 240 versus the field at like plus 180, somewhere around there. I could be wrong. I think there's value on the field just because I don't think the Jets are going to fire him. Like my whole thing is, what's the point of firing Adam Gase? I mean, yep. okay, to to put in Greg Williams as the interim for the rest of the year and pay off Gase. Like, why bother doing that? So, I guess there's a few other guys on the hot seat. Marone in Jacksonville. You can make the argument about some other guys as well. But um, if I'm the Jets, I'm I'm keeping the guy. I don't know why you'd fire him now. Yeah, look, I think we we had talked about this before. Your best chance of losing and getting the number one pick is keeping Gase. So it really depends on, on how management wants to handle that. Um, if he, you know, if they believe that this guy is a cancer for the organization across and is going to, um, you know, I guess hurt the players' futures, then maybe it's time to get rid of him. But uh, I don't think that's the case. I think um, they stick with him, and uh, there is definitely value on the field. Absolutely. I agree with that. Guys, getting back to the Steeler-Titans game, from a situational kind of scheduling standpoint, so okay, so the Titans on the look-ahead line before last week were minus 1.5. They're currently plus 2 in the market. So you say, well, what happened there? Well, the Steelers look pretty darn good. They whooped the Browns. 
However, from a scheduling standpoint, the Steelers just played a divisional game against the Browns. Now they have to go on the road, play the Titans here. Look ahead next week who the Steelers play. They play the Baltimore Ravens, their biggest rival, biggest divisional rival. It's a divisional sandwich game here on the road for the Steelers. Potentially a look-ahead spot there. Um, The Ravens are on a bye this week, of course. The Titans, however... I mean, they just played this big emotional game. They've been at home a couple weeks now. They played the Bills on that, what was it, the Tuesday night game, right? Uh, they played this big divisional game against the Texans. Now they have to stay home again, kind of read their own press clippings, maybe about how great they are. Now they have to come in and play the Steelers. Um, but this line has flipped basically, now I know that it's through the zero, so it's not as important, but basically three and a half points off the Titans kind of looking okay against Houston and the Pittsburgh Steelers looking amazing. Uh, against Cleveland so just something to always kind of factor in why did the line move three and a half points I think it's less so about the Titans and more so about Pittsburgh looking really good but just from a situational scheduling standpoint not the greatest spot in the world for uh for Pittsburgh they're a divisional sandwich with the Baltimore Ravens on deck so yeah no I agree I mean I think you saw a ton of the public and sharps on Cleveland last week um obviously they the public gets handed to you know it handed to them um, now they have kind of this, oh, wow, Pittsburgh's really good mm-hmm. in their mouth. Well, actually, the Browns are really not that good. And I think uh, Baker was hurt, quite frankly. Yeah, Baker's hurt. I also, you know, I, I was a believer in Baker coming out this season and kind of prove it, pro- proving his doubters wrong. I mean, he came out last season and looked like he looked awful. Um, you know, I'm kind of kind of distancing myself from that a little bit. And I don't think, you know, he's either hurt. I just don't think he's, he's that good. I don't think he's got it um, for the NFL. And, you know, I hope he proves me wrong. I don't, I don't wish him bad at all. I hope he, again, you know, does very well, but um, yeah, I think he's having issues. I don't think he's reading as, as quickly. I, I think the NFL game is kind of a little too quick for him. Uh, you know, he, he used to be able to use his legs in college, and, and guys are much faster. So, um, again, hopefully it is due to maybe he's injured a little bit and, and, and not you know, moving as quickly. But, um, yeah, I, look, I don't think the Browns are really a, a, as good as people thought they were with that 4-1 and one record. Um, I think they kind of come back down to reality a little bit. Uh, and I think that's why the um, the line's definitely inflated. And, again, Tennessee, people thinking, oh, wow, Houston took them to overtime? I mean, how good can they be? Like, And Pittsburgh looked really, really good um, last week. So I, th- I think there's a lot of public money coming in on Pittsburgh. I'm hearing a lot of chatter about Case Keenum taking over for the Browns. Wow. Not that I think that's an improvement, but wow, someone else. Yep. It's a body. It's something. It's something. Right. It ain't much, but it's something. Um, yeah, that should be a good one. Obviously, whoever wins this game is going to be 6-0 and um, and in the driver's seat for that one seed. So we shall see. should be a good one. All right, guys, Monday night football contest time. No winner last week. Um, $200 in site credit to the winner. I'm about to read off three questions. Person to get all three correct, person to get all three correct and who gets it in first wins. You can enter by DMing on Twitter your answers to either myself, at the real Mr. ACL, to Wags at Cap and Wags, or email either of us, ACL at the real Mr. ACL.com or Cap and Wags at the real Mr. ACL.com. The questions are for Monday Night Football Rams and Bears. Pretty good game here. Rams minus five and a half against the Bears. Are you taking the Rams minus five and a half or the Bears plus five and a half? Question two Name the player who will score the last touchdown in the game. 
name the player who will score the last touchdown in the game. Question number three, the total number of touchdown passes in the game combined. Total number touchdown passes in the game combined. Timestamps count. Whoever gets it in first gets all three right. 200 bucks in site credit. Boom, done. No problem. Easy. Let's get a win this week. All right. Free play time, man. Free play time. Why don't you do the honors this week? I think I went first last week. Yes. Um, last week was good. Had the over in the Bama game. But, uh, it's funny. Despite Georgia scoring no points in the second half, Alabama just, what, they put up 41 points. So kind of a no-sweat win there, which was nice. Free play this week. Guys, we're going back to the National Football League. Talked about this game earlier. Pittsburgh, Tennessee, over 51 and a half. We saw last week in that Texans-Titans game with the total, which was as low as 52. This Titans defense continues for some reason to just get respect that they simply don't deserve, right? The Titans defense has given up over 24 points a game. They're 28th in total yards allowed, 29th in rushing yards allowed. On the flip side, I talked about him. Ryan Tannehill firmly established himself, in my opinion, as a top-10 quarterback, a fringe top-five quarterback, and the numbers reflect that. The Titans are putting up 26 points a game, close to 400 yards per game. You have Big Ben back there who we know can score points against this defense. I expect this game to be back and forth. Two extremely capable offenses and quarterbacks. Steelers, Titans, over 51 and a half. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. So uh, very nice. Um, I am going to uh, go with a college game this week. Uh, My first college free play. And I am going to go with the Missouri Kentucky game, Missouri plus five and a half. Um, you get that right now. Uh, Missouri is coming off a bye, um, an unexpected bye. They were supposed to play, I believe, the Gators last week, um, got postponed, and now um, they are playing. Or was it Vanderbilt? Uh, I think maybe they were supposed to play the Gators this week, and that got postponed. That's but, right. Yep. Um, basically, they had two games postponed last week and this week, but now they have a reschedule playing. Uh, Kentucky, Kentucky is two and two. Missouri one and two. I like Missouri coming off the bye at plus five and a half. Uh, Kentucky coming off a big win against Tennessee last week. I think this is a, a good spot to kind of for that letdown situation and Missouri to come in um, pretty strong here. Uh, so I like Missouri plus the points. Um, you know, and then Kentucky uh, next week also has to go play Georgia at home. So uh, kind of a, a middle situation. So we'll see how that um, works out uh, and hopefully in our favor. Missouri, plus five and a half. Love it. Kind of that dead spot for Kentucky, right? Big Tennessee win. I've been hearing all week how they can never beat Tennessee. They went 34-7. to And then, of course, the home run game against Georgia coming up. So potentially that flat spot there for Missouri. Um, good stuff there, Wags. All right, guys. The website is therealmrastl.com. All the packages and the prices, the, they've been updated to reflect the number of games left. Tennis is going. Uh, we have the Masters coming up, which is exciting. Get to see the Masters in November. So the Masters package is up there. Pump for that. Um, yeah, had some max plays this weekend. The great one in college, the over in the UCF game. Uh, it was over 75. I think they scored 99 points, so that was fun. Had the over in the Bucks packers game. 38 points at halftime. And it lands 48, which is one of the worst beats I can imagine recently. But, uh, hey, one and one on Max Plays. Had a fantastic, very profitable, positive weekend combined, um, which is great. So looking to carry that into this weekend as well. 
That's right. So uh, let's let's have a good weekend again. Um, crushed it last weekend, and uh, yep. looking forward to uh, having another glorious weekend. Absolutely, indeed. The website again, therealmysterysale.com. Any questions, guys? Comments? Hopefully, nice comments. Hit us up on Twitter. We're always available, and um, yeah, we'll see you then. For Wags, I'm ACL. Good luck on all your plays, guys, and we will talk to you same time next week.